1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Welcome into Vern's post game show.
1: Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two run triple.
2: Here's Josh Vernier.
1: All right, let's go. Come on, Kansas City. Phone lines are open for you. 8 5, the final score. Royals drop the opener in 10 innings to Detroit. And fall 21 games below 500 here on the 22nd of May. Here's the phone number. It's also our text line number. The J Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. And there is so much to talk about. I'm curious whether or not you're interested in talking about it. Now I'm happy to talk X's and O's if you want to dissect this extra inning affair that went the way of Detroit. I'm happy to talk about the lineup changes we saw today from Matt Cotrero with Nick Prado hitting leadoff for the first time in his big league career and Bobby Witt Jr. hitting as low as sixth today for the first time in more than a year. Got to go back to May 17th, the last time we saw Bobby in the bottom half of the lineup so I'm happy to talk X's and O's lineup changes happy to get your thoughts on the team's decision to DFA Hunter Dozier earlier this afternoon you know what I'm even happy just to hear about your experience tonight at Kaufman Stadium if you were one of the 14,000 in attendance again our phone number 913-586-7610 that's also the text line number 913-586-7610. But there is one thing that I want to know from you. You can touch on whatever you want. Again, I'm happy to go wherever you want. I'm just happy that you're listening. But if you could do me a favor, if you don't feel like calling, shoot me a text with your answer to this question. It's a simple question. I want to know what worries you most. Right now, as it pertains to the Royals, wise guys, not in life. Now, as it pertains to this franchise, it doesn't need to be solely about the 2023 Royals. It could be about the 2024, 25, 26, 27, the ballpark, whatever it is. I want to know what concerns you most. Let me know. Because let's not get anything confused here. The Royals are listening. If you're still dialed into this team, you have their ears right now, Kansas City. 913-586-7610. What worries you most right now as it pertains to the Kansas City Royals Baseball Club? 913-586-7610. Now, as far as the game is concerned, the 8-5 extra inning loss, it was a captivating ball game, Extra inning affair, Royals find themselves up 3-0, and in the blink of an eye, that lead is no more. As Brady Singer has a 37-pitch first inning, he walks a pair of batters in the first, another in the second, he walks another in the fourth. Brady Singer doesn't finish the fourth inning for the second time in a month. He finished the fourth inning every single time he took the ball last year. Oh, Brady's not the answer to the question. Not not for me. The pitching. That's what has me most concerned about not just the 2023 Royals, but the 2024 Royals. The pitching is what concerns me most. And the starting pitching is why you lost this game tonight. I got no issue laying this loss at the feet of Brady Singer. Maybe that's unfair. You guys let me know if you believe that to be unfair. But you're the ace, Brady. Three and two-thirds innings of five-run baseball ain't going to cut it. Bullpen did a marvelous job. Josh Taylor striking out three of the four batters that he faced. Amir Garrett trying to shout down Matt Cotrero, trying to shoo him off the mound so he could face Javi Baez. Jose Quas cleaning up Garrett's mess there in the sixth inning. Taylor Clark with a scoreless seventh. Aroldis Chapman hitting 103 in the eighth. Scott Barlow with a scoreless ninth unable to duplicate it in the 10th and the Tigers win it again, eight, five, the final score. Tigers had so many opportunities to put this game on anybody other than Brady singer. To me is foolish. It's not on the bullpen bullpen did a fine enough job bullpen did enough to win. Are we disappointed in the offense and their inability to capitalize, especially there in the bottom of the ninth inning after a leadoff walk from Michael Massey? I think everybody in attendance could hear Denny Matthews there in the ninth inning. Leadoff walk, late game, close game, always comes back to bite you. Massey with the leadoff walk and the Royals are in business. But Bobby grounds out to third. Nicky Lopez... Strikes out swinging, and Jackie Bradley Jr. grounds out to end the threat. We go to extras. Tigers win in extras. Yeah, this one's on Brady Singer. Um, Because look, how many opportunities did Detroit have? Tigers left, what, 13 men on base? Went three for 12 with runners in scoring position. Royals were fortunate that this game was... Was close, right? Royals are fortunate that this thing went two extra innings. Tigers could have made this one a laugher early. But because the bullpen did such a tremendous job, because Jackie Bradley Jr. snaps an 0 for 26 with an oppo bomb, this was a game late. Brady Singer does not factor in the decision, but in my opinion, this loss is on him what say you kansas city phone lines are open 913-586-7610 again that's 913-586-7610 let's start off with tyler who's leaving kaufman stadium tyler nice to hear from you what you think of this one
3: well um i'll start with the game itself thanks for taking the call um you know given Drew Waters will be back soon, and we don't necessarily know how much longer Jackie Bradley Jr. has in Kansas City. It was good to see him hit his first home run and uh, get the game to extra innings. Uh, It was his play in the seventh, that running grab, leaping catch up against the wall. Um, Really good to see the way he attacked that ball, put his head down, ran to the spot. Uh, Something that M.J. Melendez, Edward Olivares has been struggling with a little bit and something that They'll have to improve on a little bit, uh, maybe taking some notes from him in the corners. But um, to move on to Brady Singer, um, yeah, the losses on him. Uh, just been weird to see um, the way things have gone this year when he struggled. We're so accustomed to him you know, at least giving you innings, maybe looking good to start with, but just having that one meltdown inning like we saw in the Atlanta start and the Minnesota start where he's just leaving pitches middle-middle. But you know, these 30-pitch count innings are just so strange from him. and. You know, it's getting to the point where you know you, you know that he has a lot of goods in there. You know, you don't face New York, face Tampa Bay, face the Dodgers and go six, seven scoreless innings on a whim, but right, right. you know, we're almost a third of the way through the season and he's still having these struggles. So starting to worry a little bit about that, but at the same time, um I don't wanna sound like I'm you know, throwing in the towel or anything here, but if you want to emulate Tampa Bay and Cleveland as an organization like the Royals do right now um you know how soon do you need to realize that if we don't have Brady Singer what do we have because Bubich is out Lynch hasn't thrown a pitch this year um and then Brad Keller of course has gone his way as well so just starting to wonder you know when do you think about you know potentially flipping the switch to the new pitching class down in Quad Cities, Columbia. I I know it's probably not very soon, but if you want to be transactional and have that long-term view, um, you know, how much longer do we need to go with this? Uh, Thanks for taking the call.
1: Appreciate the phone call. I had a chance to talk with JJ Piccolo earlier today, and look, he has two eyes and a uh, much larger knowledge of this game than you and I. And he even acknowledged just how – dire the situation is right now with this pitching staff. I mean, you heard Matt Cotrero just 10 minutes ago. I don't know who's starting tomorrow's game. I got to go figure that out. It, It always comes back to pitching. The only time it doesn't come back to pitching is if you're already a really good team and now we're just trying to be the best team. But it always comes down to the bottom line, and the bottom line in this sport is always pitching. Now, to your question, Tyler, I don't don't know if you're talking about trading uh, Brady Singer. uh, But the thing that Tampa does well is trading their assets before they fall off the cliff. Now, I'm not saying Brady Singer's fallen off a cliff. I'm still in his corner. Now, the, the, the slider has not been the put-away pitch we're used to. It has not been the wipeout slider we saw a majority of last year. Not of late. You remember a few weeks ago, we talked about how it's a totally new pitch now, a new grip. Seemed like it worked once. Hopefully, he can get that figured out. I believe he will. I, I view Brady Singer uh, uh, very similarly to how I view Vinny Pasquantino. They'll find a way. They're winners. They're grinders. They're big leaguers. He'll find a way. I'm not concerned about Brady Singer. Now, I have brought up the topic, Tyler, of possibly trading him or Vinny or Salvi. Someone that can actually bring you back something of note. But if you really want to turn this thing around, as you know, you got to part with something that you like. Now, we all... Over the years have at times come up with silly trade demands, right? Oh, why don't they move Adalberto Mondesi and, and and go get that number one pitcher for him? Well, that's not how it works. If you don't like your player, why do you think someone else is going to like him so much that they're gonna give you something of quality? So you gotta part with something that you believe is quality. But you also need to know your talent better than any other team in Major League Baseball. You need to know Vinny or Nick Prado. Who's the better ball player in 2027? Trade the other one. Uh, Let's say Chris Bubich is still healthy. Bubich or Singer, who's the better pitcher in 2026? Trade the other one. It's a very thankless job. It's a very difficult job being general manager, executive VP, whatever it might be. But you got to be right, especially when you're trying to win in the margins. But as far as Singer is concerned, following tonight's three and two thirds innings, five runs on seven hits, four walks and only three strikeouts, his ERA is right around seven and a half. Now, trading him now, to me, defeats the purpose. Let him, and we're still a ways away from the trade deadline, about two plus months away from the trade deadline. So there's still plenty of time for him to uh, rebuild trade value or turn it around and reclaim his status as the ace of this organization. Tyler, always nice to hear from you. Nice seeing you earlier today out at Crafton and Draft. I'll be out there tomorrow. I'm out there every game day here at Kauffman Stadium, one hour before first pitch, giving you a chance to win a pair of Royals tickets. We'll do it again tomorrow, 5.30 for the On Deck Show. I got two tickets to see Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, come to Kauffman Stadium on Father's Day. If you want to win those tickets, make sure you're listening to the On Deck Show tomorrow at 5.30 in the afternoon. Quick timeout, we get back to your thoughts as the Royals fall in 10, 8-5 to the Tigers. We're back with more after this.
2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio.
5: And a blast down the right field line. Hooking. Stay fair. Stay fair. And gone past
1: Yeah, that's Vinny Pasquintino, a uh, 2-1 two, uh, two, center cut changeup that he demolished, 429 feet, 109 miles per hour off of the bat, Big Vin, his ninth home run of the season. Two pitches later, Salvador Perez would go bridge, his 11th, and just like that, we're knotted up at three apiece. Yeah, it was a very uh, interesting game, entertaining at points. Brady Singer comes out and needs 37 pitches to get through the first. He gives up three runs. Royals get them all right back in the first three hitters as Nick Prado goes to the opposite field. Pasquantino hits a two-run bomb, and then Salvi's solo shot knots it up at three. Brady Singer would give two runs back in the third as Matt Veerling hits a two-run bomb. 2-1 fastball up and into the right-hander. He was ready for it. So that made it 5-3 Detroit. After three, Tigers would keep that two-run lead until Jackie Bradley Jr. hits his first home run of the season. JBJ puts a great swing on a slider in the middle of the plate. Seventh pitch of the at-bat, and we're knotted up at five apiece. And then it's a battle of the bullpens. And Scott Barlow blinked first as he comes out for his second inning of work after retiring the side in the ninth. He gives it up in the tenth. Leadoff walk puts men on first and second. He strikes out Jonathan Scope. But then Riley Green gets one through the right side to load the bases. And Javi Baez, first pitch fastball right in his nitro zone. You know he's ready for a first pitch fastball and he Crushed it to left for a three-run double. A hard line drive right at Nick Prado, who's lined up in left field. He froze and then took a misstep. Uh, Prado steps in on that line drive. Again, everybody that's played the position will say that's the toughest ball, the one that's hit right at you. One misstep, and that's all the Tigers would need. Three runs come in to score on Baez's blast. Blast. Again, that came off the bat 111 miles per hour, a very difficult play. I'm not saying it's Prado's fault. I've already told you this one tonight falls at the feet of, of Brady Singer. Speaking of which, as the Royals fall in ten innings by a final count of eight to five, let's head downstairs and hear from Brady Singer and what he had to say after the game to Bally Sports Kansas City. I
6: think it was working, you know, pretty well early. Um, you know, I felt like I had the good, good movement on it. Couldn't get it really, you know, glove side too many times. I know they're not, not really too much. They were, you know, laying off the slider out of the zone. Couldn't really get them to chase, you know, chase much. And then you know, obviously the walks killed me. Was that the most upsetting part we the full walks? Yeah, I mean I think more not getting, you know, deep in the game there was probably the most upsetting part. You know, I don't obviously love to hand it off to the bullpen, you know, that early in the game. Um but obviously the walks didn't help. When you look back at your last two starts and then you compare it to this one, how can you kind of bounce back and get back in that same rhythm that you had? Yeah, I think it's just make quality pitches. You know, I feel like I had the right mindset going out there. You know, I feel like the stuff was working early um, and it just kind of left me there. Um, but I think just try to stay on the attack more try to stop. Um, you know, trying to get them chased out of the zone, stay in the zone a little bit more and obviously limit those walks. Did you feel like you were building a little bit
4: of momentum in that second inning after giving up those three runs
6: in the first? Yeah, you know, I obviously wanted to go out there and you know get through. um, You know, some quick innings there with that longer pitch count in the first, and you know I feel like I got the two outs a couple times and was able to able to do that. And then you know obviously trying to get that third out there and putting guys away kind of kind of struggled a bit. I mean, look at your bullpen. They kind of picked you up a little bit, helped you stay in the game. What do you say about their performance? Yeah, I mean, they, they were unbelievable. I mean, it's not easy, you know, after I you know, left out of the third there for, you know, them to pick up all those innings. But they were unbelievable. They kept us in the game there. You know, something they've, you know, obviously done all year long. So props to them.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping that the team would pick up Brady Singer. Uh, they, they did their darndest early. As Brady gives up three runs in the first, the offense picks them up and gives him those three runs right back. Now, Brady walks a batter in the second inning, but Jackie Bradley Jr. picks him up with an amazing catch. Yeah, the uh, yeah Torkelson. Well, how, what did he run? 72 feet in just over four seconds? I thought that was a two-run double from Spencer Torkelson. Somehow, Jackie Bradley tracked it down. It was 104 miles per hour off of the bat. So the offense is picking up Brady. The defense is picking up Brady. Now, JBJ made another great play in the seventh inning. Got on his horse. It was the play that Tyler was alluding to earlier. Where right off the bat, just instinctually, Michael A. Taylor had that instinct about him as well. Right off the bat, I know where that ball's going to be. Turn and run to that spot. Turn, find the ball, make the catch. It's a joy watching Jackie Bradley Jr. play defense, and tonight it was a joy watching him take that AB in the fifth inning. Again, snapping an 0 for 26 with his first home run of the season. 913 586 That's 913 The Royals' record now 14 and 35. Let's go to Ty in Sedalia. Ty, nice to hear from you, buddy. How you doing?
7: I'm doing good. Well I got a couple of things I wanna say. First off I wanna start off talking about Brady Singer. Really not a good start at all. I mean, only going three and two thirds, I thought Brady Singer could do a lot better today, but when that first inning happened, yeah, I knew it was gonna be a rough day for Brady Singer today. I after that first inning I didn't think he I didn't even think it was gonna go five. I, I will say there's also a couple of problems, I kind of thought, with the umpire. There's a couple of calls where I was like, mmm, that yeah, should have been a strike. Game. That, that should have been that's a strike. That's every game,
1: Ty. That's every yeah. game. Come on.
7: And then the other thing, I know you started the show You're saying that the, Roy- the Royals are listening to us. And I know I, I know I called in yesterday on your show, and I, was, I talked about a couple of things. I talked about Bobby Witt at leadoff. Well, I told you yesterday that we yes, should start an nick prado lead off it happened today and i also said as answered your question yesterday about nicky lopez and who we should dfa and hunter dozier that happened the royals are listening to us maybe they're even listening to your show right now as it looked like it kind of looked like they listened to your show last night
1: well that was the point yeah no they they admit that they listen they want to know what the fans are saying so yeah they were listening no doubt and i appreciated that phone call yesterday and You look like a prophet today. Ty, way to go. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Text line's always there for you as well. I asked what concerns you most as it pertains to this franchise. From the 816, the pitching worries me most. Another one from the 816. There is no promising major league starter on this roster. Not even Brady Singer. Just seems to be absolutely no hope with the pitching. Another 816. The young starting pitching not developing is what worries me most. Joey in Grain Valley. What worries me most is we're scoring runs and now we can't pitch. From the 913, what concerns me is there seems to be no direction with this team. Besides backwards. From the 816, what concerns me most is a 10-year rebuild that we don't realize 3 years in that we need to make changes. From the 913, Vern, we're on our drive home from the game. What worries us most regarding the Royals? Moving from Kauffman Stadium. Ralph writes in, the total lack of competitive play. From the 918, the owner in the front office, the acceptance of being a bad baseball club for this many years is embarrassing. That's what concerns me. From the 816, pitching. Too many walks, giving opponents two times the opportunities that we had with men on base because of all the free passes. Vern, we walked 10 tonight. Is that right? Is it 10? Yeah, it sure was 10. Wow. Nine one three Let's go to Raj in the Ozarks. Always nice to hear from you, Raj. Go on, man. What's going on?
5: Hey, you're getting a lot of response tonight. I like to hear all of that. That's great. Hey, sorry I left you with the square peg and the round hole reference, but I had to go outside and chop wood or something after that game yesterday. Yeah, I can't believe it. And tonight wasn't much better, but I love your question. What concerns me? Well, here's what concerns me. And I wish JJ would shrink the arena down because to get in the dance, we only got to beat four teams. And it's too bad because this was the year to do it, I think. In the AL Central. We've got to beat four teams. Here's what concerns me. We've got the set of the top 100 prospects in baseball. We've got Gavin Cross, number 70, at outfield. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's all we got. That's correct. The Twins and Cleveland each have three pitchers in the top 100 prospects right now. Now, how are we going to beat that? How can we get into the arena, shrink the whole major I could care less whether Bobby Witt bats one, two, or nine. Doesn't matter to me. I love him. I've got him on my wall as a picture. He's going to be here. Tampa Bay, I could care less about them. They have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with us getting in the dance. We don't have to knock them out to get there. Mm -hmm. we got to beat four teams. You and I talked about that late last year going into April, the teams we had to get a jump on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, J.J., JJ, if you're listening, I'm just going to tell you this, and there's a couple of big old baseball guys down here at the lake that we sit and have coffee on the dock on a Sunday morning. Shrink your arena down. Shrink your arena to the AL Central and those four teams we have to beat. Because if we beat them, we get in the dance and we got a chance. But the scariest thing I've read so far and have told to me is the Twins and Cleveland – each have three pitchers in the top 100 prospects, and we've got Gavin Cross, Man. number 70 at outfield. Man. So uh, let's go back to it again. The trade coming up, he's got that. He's got his hands around the future of this team in the trading that's going to come up this year. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm for you, buddy. I'm flying my Royals flag right behind you. As hard as I can fly it, JJ, because I want you to get us there. But I wish you would just shrink your arena down to those to the AL Central and let's beat those four teams because we can do that. But not with the not with what I'm seeing on paper right now. No, we got to get a, the
1: yeah. They, they need yeah, a lot more ahead, pitching. Turn, love yeah, yourself. yeah. Thanks, Raj. Always nice hearing from you, man. I appreciate the support. You know, the pitching. It seems to be the overriding sentiment on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line as I ask you, what concerns you most as it pertains to the Kansas City Royals Baseball Club? Doesn't need to be about 2023. It can be about the future. What is number one? Honestly, I thought we would hear more about the stadium. Because I, I, I can't turn around without someone over. And what are your thoughts on the stadium? I Man, I'm just trying to get through another day. I'm just trying to see these guys win and improve and evaluate something positive from this season that has had, oh, so much negative. So I hate I hate to uh, repeat myself. But while the pitching is my number one concern, the... the Number two concern, now and it it pales in comparison to the pitching for multiple reasons, but number two concern would be the, I don't want to say acceptance of losing, but the disease of losing, infiltrating that clubhouse seen it happen before. I saw it happen with that last core they tried to put together with Merrifield and Mondesi and Dozier and Benny and Santana and Michael A. Taylor. You know, you could not that they were happy when they were losing because they were anything but happy. But when they walked through the door I didn't always get the sense that that They showed up expecting to win, which is understandable. I mean, how many times have you come out to a game this year? You hope that the boys win, but you know what the record is. You know where they rank in the division. You know where they rank in the sports. You saw the gambling odds before you showed up. You knew that they weren't favored to win. And eh, you know what? It was still a nice night. That acceptance that we have infiltrating the clubhouse still upset after losses but hey comes with the territory Now we're still playing hard but yeah you know what are we doing after the game when's the next road trip when's the next off day I mean, there, there, there's, there's I, I, I could go off on a tangent right now about ball players that are a part of a perennial loser eventually getting to a place where when they see that jersey, that name, that logo, it's, I hate to say accepted, but it's expected that it's going to be tough. And we're not floored and and dismayed by losses the same way that we once were. That almost happened to the previous core of Hosmer, Moustakis, Kane, Gordo, and the rest. The reason why it didn't was because the front office said, Jeremy Guthrie, we need you to stick around. Here's a new contract. Irvin Santana come to Kansas City, trade for James Shields and Wade Davis. We got to get some pitching or else Moose and Haas are going to become losers. Even though they've been winners throughout their lives, throughout the minor leagues, they were winning. But eventually you get so beat down, you just start to focus on yourself. How do I put up numbers? How do I get my next contract? And it becomes about everything but the win, the team win. You don't want that to happen. So that's why the pitching is my number one concern. And if you don't, alleviate the issue, well, then my second biggest concern becomes maybe the largest concern, and that is a clubhouse that is no longer agitated by losing streaks. Can't have it. Cannot have it. Phone lines are open for you. 913 586 7610. Royals fall in 10 innings. They've dropped four in a row and then are 21 games below 500. 8 5 the final score. Tigers take the opener. We get back to your thoughts after this. First pitch, fastball, bases loaded to Javi Baez. You know he's ready for that. You know he's ready for the big moment. You know he's ready for a fastball. You know he's ready to swing, and he was clearing the bases with what turns out to be a game-winning three-run, tr- uh, three-run double in the 10th inning. Bottom of the 10th with Bradley on second base, Mike Hell Garcia draws a walk, so the Royals bring the tying run to the plate in Nick Prado. He swings through a 95-mile-per-hour fastball from Cisnero. Vinny Pasquantino then strikes out on a slider in Salvador Perez flies out to right to end the game. Royals lose eight to five in 10 innings. And the record is now 14 and 35. We'll hear from Jackie Bradley jr. Coming up in just a moment, but first I want to head out to Warsaw. Talk with Isaac. You're on six ten sports radio, or at least you were going to, and then you, Oh no, we got you. I'm here. We got you. Go ahead, Isaac. I apologize. Hey. Go ahead, brother.
8: Oh, uh, you're okay. Hey, Vern. So, I was at the game uh, tonight, and where I was sitting, there must have been some school trip because man, there was a bunch of kids and they were screaming their heads off. And, Out in left field. Oh, and, yeah, Down right. the third baseline. Down first baseline. First baseline, actually. First baseline.
1: Okay. Okay.
8: Well, but you know they 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 were loud and yeah. they were they were screaming for players like Vinny and Bobby and MJ and. Were you know, they even, they were even me. chanting
1: Chapman, I believe, at one point,
8: weren't they? Well, I don't know about that, but oh, I heard uh, someone chanting Chapman. I, it wasn't. I okay.
1: oh, I'm just gonna shut you up. Know, but, you go ahead. My <laughs> name,
8: Isaac. Uh, but you know, here and then it made me think about when I was young, and going to the games, and you know, I was always told, as a young one, to not buy a jersey because. You know, the Royals are going to trade him anyways. He's not going to sit around for long, and so you need to get a Bo Jackson jersey or George Brett because, yeah. you know, they they were there. And so, you know, that made me think about these kids. And I remember my dad telling me, Carlos Beltran got traded, and I cried my eyes out. And so when we when we start talking about transactions, Let's remember that we have fans, you know, that can get their heart broken. But what it comes down to is that we're kind of at the point where if we want to be successful, it might be our only option. Right. When, you know, we strike out on a draft class like 2018 and all of our pitchers, you know, you're left with what we have now. And, you know, I think we have two options here, and it's either – we stick with these hitters until maybe some of our young pitchers like Mazzucato or Panzini, you know, maybe they pan out in a couple years or, you know, but I think there's going to have to be some transactions. And we talk about cores and we stuck out on the 2018 pitchers on that core. And so somehow we're going to have to, you know, come up with an answer to solve it at the big league level. And if that means that we have to trade a core like, You know, the uh, hitters that we have right now, that's what we have to do. But I just don't want it to turn into the turntable that it was in the early 2000s where, you know, parents are telling kids, don't buy jerseys. Don't buy them because these guys aren't sticking around for that long. So that's my main concern. Sure. Sure.
1: Sure. Isaac, I appreciate the phone call, and that's actually good advice. That's not just a Kansas City thing. That's not just a Royals thing. That's every professional sport outside of a great quarterback. Right? Mahomes is never going to play for another team. Other than the great quarterbacks, who stays in one spot? Certainly nobody in the NBA. You know, Major League ba- I-, I think that's just uh, – a solid move across the board. And that was probably your old man not trying to spend $80 for something that you were going to grow out of in a few years. That's just a smart move by the old man. Uh, now, I I still would advise anyone, if you're going to buy a Royals jersey, yeah, go George Brett, go Salvador Perez, go Zach Granke. My wife uh, just wanted a Royals jersey. I go, get, just get Granke. He's going to be the next Hall of Famer. You can't go wrong with 23. Great number. Great player. Great Royal. Can't go wrong with Granke. Uh, but, but uh, man, uh, it's a terrific call, Isaac. It, it is a painful admission as a Royals fan to say, yeah, we got to be transactional. You think about the... Best players to come through Tampa Bay over the past decade plus. Uh, Only Cy Young Award winner they traded him and Blake Snell, the face of the franchise at Evan Longoria they traded him. Cleveland, you know, uh, well they had a lot of goofball pitchers that just needed to be traded. I think they got a lot of goofballs inside of that clubhouse. Period out there in Cleveland. But Francisco Lindor, Mr. Smile, the face of the franchise, they traded him. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's got to be tough explaining that to kids, you know, the need for trades and, and, and to win in the margins and to make these marginal moves that end up being grand at the end. You know, you've you've seen Tampa do it for years. You know, we'll move. Uh, uh, who was that kid that they sent? We'll we'll send Lucius Fox to Kansas City, and we'll bring in Brett Phillips. And Brett Phillips ends up being one of our World Series heroes. Those kind of moves. Those are the moves the Royals need to make, and those are the moves that the Royals need to win on a consistent basis. But I appreciate the phone call, Isaac. It, it's it stinks the idea of the only way we're going to be good is by parting with one of our players that is good. Personally, I don't want Vinny Pasquantino or Brady Singer to go anywhere. I want to watch their entire career right here. I don't want Nick Prado going anywhere. I don't want you to trade him. I don't want Salvi to play for another team. I mean, ideally, just go out and spend in free agency, overpay, throw money at all your problems. That's that's the ideal scenario. But I don't think you make the moves that this organization has made over the past year if you're going to throw money at your problems. It's not what Tampa does, not what Cleveland does. 913-586-7610. Royals lose eight to five in ten innings. Let's go back to the Jay Southland Tow Service text line as I asked you what, as it pertains to this organization, as it pertains to this franchise, what concerns you most? From the nine one three, uh Vern, I'm happy that Dozier is finally gone. And what worries me is our starting pitching is terrible and needs a serious overhaul. From the 913, Vern, what worries me is if this club gets approved for the downtown stadium, is that they don't care about winning and will put no dollars into the team. Hmm. Yeah, that's not one of my concerns. I I don't know. Maybe I'm being duped by John Sherman and his ownership group, but I don't think that's their play. I don't think they're going the route of Oakland. Spend no money on the team keep all the uh, revenue sharing for yourself and make money hand over fist. Now, they want to make money hand over fist with the downtown ballpark and all the surrounding crap that's going to be a revenue generator. Yeah, yeah, they want to make money there, sure. But I don't think it's at the expense of the product on the field. That's my opinion. I'm sure a lot of you disagree. From the 816, Vern is a diehard season ticket holder. What concerns me most is apathy. Fans not caring. Even people like me losing their passion, and it's so sad. Vern ownership doesn't seem to give a damn. From the 913, Vern starting pitching is my number one concern. Number two, silly defensive mistakes that are not quite errors, but definitely allow for more base runners and bases given to the opposition. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that, no doubt. From the eight one six, nothing worries me but Vern. Gosh darn, how hard is it to field a competitive team even f- a few years? I'm beyond grateful for fourteen and fifteen, but this is so depressing. Anthony in Blue Springs writes in, Vern. I'm still dialed in, and I agree with your comment. I'm really concerned about the starting pitching. I think Brady Singer being portrayed as an ace. Was a little premature despite how good he looked last season. Maybe the pressure is too much for him. Thanks for your time. Well, I I uh, I disagree that it's the pressure getting to Brady Singer. I just, I I don't know what happened to his uh, wipeout slaughter. Haven't really seen it much this season. Hasn't been as sharp as we've seen in as we saw throughout 2022. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was premature, but man, he was carving up some bad dudes last year, going through some good lineups last year. And he's always been a confident young man. He always carried himself in that clubhouse from the first spring training. I saw him. He carried himself in the clubhouse a lot like, uh, well, Giordano Ventura was a lot more mild. I don't want to say mild-mannered is the wrong word. A lot more reticent, quiet, shy. But when he walked around the clubhouse, you're like, who is this kid, chest all out, looking confident. Yordano had that as well. You know who else did? Justin Verlander. I was around him his rookie campaign in Detroit. Look at this dude. I mean, you knew he was a top pick and a, you know, a Highly touted stud, but still, they just 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 the way. Without having real, you know, w- without having much dirt in your cleats, the way that he would walk around that clubhouse, you'd be like, "Look at this kid." Brady was the same way. My, my my first conversation with Brady Singer was, and I asked him about his relationship with pressure, and he said, "I feed off of it. I love it. The brighter the lights, the better I perform. I need it. I want it." And for the most part, he's been that guy since his debut in 2020 when he was rushed to the big leagues because they needed him. And here we are, uh, 2023, now what, four seasons later, and they still desperately need Brady Singer. Few more from the text line, the Jays' Southland Toe Service text line. Vern, you deserve to be at Craft and Draft every home game. Hopefully they give you a few beer vouchers as well. Well, I am at craft and draft every home game. You can find me out there one hour before first pitch. I'll be out there tomorrow beginning at 530. Steve from North Kansas City. Vern, my answer to your question, walks, walks, walks. From the 913, Vern, my concern is the talent pool. From top to bottom, I love the Royals and their ownership. I believe they're the right people for Kansas City, but... They were left with a bare cupboard besides Perez, Pasquantino, Singer, and a couple bullpen guys. From the eight one six Vern, we were told when Cal Eldred left the organization that they would address throwing strikes, especially first pitch strikes. So far, no progress on that front. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's why to me it was always. I don't want to say stupid because it wasn't stupid because obviously, I mean, he got fired. So people in power agreed to a certain extent. But it was always misplaced. The amount of blame that many of you would lay at the feet of the pitching coach. Especially since so many of you thought his last name was Eldridge. Didn't even know the guy's name, and you wanted to put all of the losses at his feet. Now, something I'll never understand is why we're always so eager to blame the coach and not the person executing or failing to execute. Oh, oh man, these new coaches are going to come in and tell them to throw a first pitch strike as if Matheny and Eldred and the rest weren't doing that? Get real. It's, 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 It's talent. It's talent. It's execution. It's confidence. It's mentality. There's a lot that goes into it. That's why to blame one man for the faults of 13 arms or a 40-man roster. To blame a coach for that is um, silly, in my opinion. Rally Mantis writes in, Vern, we need both. The pitching is decent, but we need more power hitters. I don't think the pitching is decent. Do we know who's pitching tomorrow yet? Have they made an announcement? Haven't even gotten the game notes yet. Oh, you don't even know who's pitching tomorrow. The manager didn't even know who was pitching tomorrow when the game ended. Set inside the clubhouse here what Jackie Bradley Jr. Had to say to Bally Sports Kansas City as he hits his first home run of the season in a pair of humongous catches saves two runs with a beautiful running catch in the second inning and saves another run in the seventh. Here's JBJ. I oh,
4: good. I'm glad to help the team get some runs on the board and um, stuff that we didn't pull out to win today. Defensively, You've been making some great plays out there. You had the running catch in the second, and then you had the catch at the wall. Um, how well are you seeing the ball off the bat, getting those great jobs, and what goes all into that? Uh, pretty decent. Uh, just working on it uh, before the game, practicing, making sure I'm trying to play balls um, off the bat during BP. That's kind of where I feel like the most realistic you know, reads are. So I just try to make sure I do that on, on a regular basis.
6: Jackie, when, when you come back the way you did, three runs in the first, and then you're too home,
1: and then I know any loss is deflating, but when it goes like that, is that extra they Any, add anything
4: extra to it i think it kind of shows us a pretty resilient team um we, we went down early and um, we were able to battle back Had some some pretty put together some pretty good at bats and um you know pitcher was able to hang on in there for us for a little bit to be able to tack on a few more runs um but like you said you know we weren't able to pull it out tonight but hopefully we can build some momentum off of that and uh, continue um you know, putting things together.
1: Yeah, he's a good vet. He's a world champion. He's a national champion. I'm not going to knock him for supporting his guys, but the whole resilience stuff, enough. Can we, can we stop? Oh, oh, yeah, they battled back. It was the first inning. Game's not over. You're down three runs after a half inning. You're 20 games below 500. You better keep fighting. That's what the money's for you think you're getting the money for show up no compete not giving him credit for competing it's the job but again i'm not mad at jackie bradley jr he's a good teammate what else is he going to say royals won for their last 23 with runners in scoring position by the way whatever i mean they're 14 and 35 why even give negative statistics the record's all you need to know Uh, We don't know who's pitching tomorrow, so uh, when we find that out, we'll pass it along to you. I'm sure Fesco and them should know by 6 a.m. Don't forget, speaking of Fesco in the morning, they have manager Matt Cotrero with them every Wednesday at 9 a.m. here on 610 Sports Radio. 8-5, your final score. Royals lose in 10 innings, a fourth straight loss. Man, I'd love to get y'all fired up to meet me back here tomorrow, but I don't know who's pitching for either team. And this division's so bad. Such a bad division. Tigers are in second place. That's not a good team. That's there for the taking. Uh, Mike Mayers starting tomorrow. There we go. Talk to you tomorrow at 5.30. Royals. Tigers.